This is Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Hit! Browns are going to win! Mayfield, end zone, Landry, touchdown! With Dan Kadar and Browns beat writer Nate Ulrich of the Akron Beacon Journal and Ohio.com. With Steve Dorshuk from the Canton Repository. Browns fans, now, Cover 2, a podcast on the Cleveland Browns. Good evening, everybody, and if you're up, you're crazy, just like we are. Hi, I'm George Thomas from the Akron Beacon Journal with Steve Dorschek from the Canton Repository, Marla Reitenauer from the Akron Beacon Journal, and Nate Ulrich from the Akron Beacon Journal bringing you Brown's coverage and, you know, recovering from heart attacks this evening. Guys, what the hell happened tonight? Andrew Berry said it was a fever dream, right? Or he joked about it being one. Trading up for a linebacker, he was breaking a couple of the perceived rules that he has and was having fun with us about it. And when you look at the mock drafts leading up to this thing, a lot of people had a cornerback – you know, a lot of people had Greg Newsom the second in the first round for the Browns. And a lot of people had the linebacker from Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. We're all going to have to practice that name. I need to probably polish it up. Um, <laughs> they end up with both of them. They end up with both of them. And Steve Dorschuk's giving out A pluses. I mean, <laughs> what a night. Uh, first of all, he wasn't having fun with this. That was a straight-up troll job tonight. He was laughing on the inside. It's like, nah, 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 nah. So, now that was a troll job. It's a- I, think, I think they were all a little giddy that they pulled this off. I mean, they couldn't have imagined him dropping that far where they could go up to get him. And here's the hilarious part. Brown's Nation loves the front office right now. And I don't know if you ever, if anyone ever thought they'd see that. Not in the expansion era. (laughs) I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, uh, George. I I mean, I definitely agree that that people love uh, Andrew Berry and uh, what's not to love about the coach of the year, Stefanski, and Paul D. Podesta is looking like uh, maybe he'll actually play himself in the money ball too. He's, uh, he's getting so big. But um, um, looking back to um, Phil Savage, I think Phil um, had a lot of credibility and uh, had some real traction uh, and, and some potential popularity. And um, in, in fact, I thought of Phil tonight. I'm thinking of him right now when I see the, uh, the picks that they, uh, the new regime made and how much sense they make, and uh, wow, how did he pull this off? But when Phil was here, I always thought, uh, or almost always thought, that everything that Phil did was very logical and made very good sense and uh, played along with him following his mantra of um, uh, use what you have, start where you are, do what you can. I, th- I thought he did all that. Of course, it worked out terribly in the end. 
But uh, I, I guess based on the fact that I thought Phil was so logical and uh, fairly wise in his uh, maneuvering, I'm uh, still hesitant to uh, heap too much praise on the regime tonight uh, because uh, these guys, as good as they look, I'll, I'll tell you, folks, I'm as excited about this uh, third pick, Anthony Schwartz, because I'm a track fan as any of the others. Uh, but uh, this looks so good, and there's such a buzz right now. But uh, at, at the same time, uh, no, uh, lucky my knees are bad because I don't have to put the brakes on their own automatically. There goes the plus, guys. Steve, you you were right, and we have to remember that the fans did save Phil when he got in that, you know, tiff with the guy in the front office, and the fans basically saved him. So, right there was Phil Marlin and Dorsey too. I thought uh, Dorsey was very very popular. Look at, uh, I mean, the people in in house, uh, the, uh, the public relations people, practically chortled when they walked around the building. Uh, with Dorsey, I said, oh, that's just the Doris. Uh, but uh, everybody was buddy-buddy with Dorsey. He was extremely popular there for, for just a stretch. So, you know, uh, uh, George, I'm, I'm just saying that I don't think this is the, this is the first time that uh, that a regime uh, began uh, form some popularity. It is the first time a regime was coming off a season that included a playoff win. <laughs> now, what do you guys like about – and I, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name at – Two o'clock in the morning, I can't. So we're just going to call him Jeremiah for right now. What do you guys like about this guy? Well, I like that he is kind of bringing to the linebacking core what John Johnson the third and what they hope Grant Delpit brings to the safety position, and that is just a an ultimate chess piece uh, versus versatility, a guy you can move around in different ways and use him in, in, you know, is your traditional weak side linebacker at times, covering the slot. You know, he's going to give Joe Woods uh, tremendous flexibility. Um, one thing I want to say, I don't want to go too long, but Joe Woods did not get to play the defense he wanted to play last year because when Grant Delpit ruptured that Achilles, it wrecked a lot of plans. Even with the trade for Ronnie Harrison, he still wasn't that chess piece that they needed to allow Joe Woods to play uh, his dime package. That was his uh, his primary defense when he was the coordinator in Denver. I just heard him recently on, on some of the Browns in-house programming uh, last week, I believe. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers, but I think that um, – I'm going to be pretty accurate in paraphrasing, saying that in Denver, in his two seasons there as defensive coordinator, he played more than 400 snaps of dime. And in last season in Cleveland, it was like 16 snaps of dime. So now when you add uh, John Johnson the third, hope to get Grant Delpit back healthy. And with Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, I'm trying to get it right. I think you're going to have Joe Woods, uh, you know, get to play the defense he wants to play. So that's what I like that you're 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 getting this for these versatile pieces, and you're going to be able to see the vision come to life. Now here here's a question: They hardly, and I, I if I remember correctly, they hardly blitzed last year defensively. 
I mean, does does this change the calculus? Does what they did so far change the calculus in that regard in any respect? I think it really does. That's one of the things that crossed my mind when the research was uh, underway after the draft pick of JOK, and he's going to be JOK uh, for me uh, from uh, this uh, this moment going forward for lack of uh, the ability to pronounce any anything. But uh, one of the uh, the reports on him is that uh, even though he didn't uh, have the sacks uh, in, in college, he's very capable of that. But, Nate, you're talking about uh, him as a, as a chess piece and versatile, and he's all that. You know, he's athletic and uh, he recognizes things. But I'm thinking that uh, this really plays into the addition of Jadavian Clowney to uh, Miles Garrett because uh, teams are going to start by wanting to double-team uh, Garrett and then they have to freeze up Clowney to look like a, a number one overall pick. Uh, and they uh, have to have half a thought about double-teaming him. Then if you have a wild card able to pass, GOK uh, apparently is, he is for uh, all the, the hype that he's getting in, inside and outside the building. But to me, they, uh, they have a real monster brewing. Well, yeah, I'm kind of with Steve as far as that because I want guy, I want plays, you know, game-changing plays, you know, hard hits, takeaways, and I feel like he could be one of the ones that generates that, especially with what you're saying about the attention on the end. So that's what I'm hoping that this creates for the Browns. Marla, I just want to take a minute to let you discuss – what you've been lamenting for how many years, break it all down and tell us how you're feeling about this. And honestly, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the other quarterbacks who are left uh, in the final four of the AFC, how does all that play into it? Well, you know, I've been saying for years that they didn't have a linebacker they could start for any other NFL team, at least not a – playoff caliber team and I really do feel like this is the end this is the that's changed today I really do um I you know plus you have we I agree with you about the you know you have all these running quarterbacks you know that's a you need a new style of linebacker but I really do feel like they've been searching you know I I mentioned it in the column that ran this morning about searching for their Troy Palomalu, you know, I'm searching for their Ed Reed, searching for the guy who changes the game and wins games, you know, and I didn't feel like they ever had one of those in the linebacking court, but I feel like this, I mean, he could be the one. I mean, Andrew Berry didn't want to go that far, but I mean, I have had at least one person in the Browns organization agreed with that premise of mine a few years ago. So I really, I really am excited about this just because I feel like, and plus he'll elevate all the rest of the guys, you know, in his group too. So. When was the last time the Browns had a linebacker? Was this versatile? I mean, I'll, and I'll throw out a name to you because I'm getting old and I, I, I don't remember a lot of things in the past 10 years, but I, I, I think Chip Banks, am I wrong? Well, Jameer Miller was, was pretty good. Yeah. Jameer yeah. Miller, Chip Banks. Or, or I mean, year, they blew yeah. out of the place, yeah. Yeah. DeQual, to me, was between um, 
Jameer Miller now DeQuell Jackson would have been the best, and DeQuell was a good but not a great uh, all-around player. But yeah, the, well, the, the moral of the story, just like you folks are talking about, is they haven't just haven't had one, and uh, how refreshing it is too. But my my last point that I was going to make, guys, before we uh, go uh, bake a pizza is, uh, George, you you don't have a, uh, a hat on, Marla. I don't see a hat, but if you have one. I think it's going to be really important for us to pass the hat and they get some money for Sheldon Richardson because they still do have a role of defensive tackle. Well, I still want that defensive tackle from Ohio State, Togi I, or I don't know how to pronounce his name. There. Yeah. One of the top yeah. ranked players. I had to do that story again tonight, and he's one of the top guys left. So he would, he would seem to fit, whether it's him or another defensive tackle. Sure. But now, now that's fourth fourth round. So I, I don't know. I'm not super optimistic about uh, finding the answer uh, in in the fourth round. What uh, Larry Okunjobi was a third rounder, and he was just okay. I think you get down to the fourth round, uh, you want more than just okay if if you want to contend for a Super Bowl. Okay. Well, I'll wear my hat tomorrow then. Okay. <laughs> Make it a big Anything? one. Lots of money. <laughs> Steve, you got you said you were so excited about Anthony Schwartz. Do you, is there anything else that strikes you about him before we go? No, just uh, you know, I'm I'm old enough to read. Marley, you're way too young to remember Bob Hayes, so I'll just pretend like I'm the only one in the room who does. But uh, no, that I, I always like I say, I'm a track track fan. I've always loved having uh, you know unicorn type of talent on the field. I looked this up today. Uh, he ran a 10-1 when he was in high school. The Ohio high school record was. Uh, set by Brandon Saint who went to Ohio State as a real, real burner. He, he has the state record in the 100 meters at 10.38, I think. And uh, the, the kid they drafted tonight ran a 10.15 in, in high school. So that's uh, that's just smoking. So that's uh, – uh, that, that's that, that I've, I've got to think that Baker Mayfield's uh, um, pretty fired up about just practicing with this guy. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, interesting, the very beginning of Andrew Barry's, uh, you know, press conference tonight on Zoom, whatever we call it now, uh, other than the fever dream, he said something about the theme of the night, the theme of day two is speed. Speed on defense, which we know watching the, the, the you know, games against the Ravens, when they, they're 0-2 against the Ravens last season. And, um, you know, the, the loss in the divisional round of the Chiefs, you needed to upgrade the speed on defense, but also obviously the speed in the receiving core. And Andrew Berry talked at length about, you know, in missing the, that element, um, especially when Odell Beckham Jr. was out for the season with the torn ACLs. Now, George, this is going to be tough on your guy, former Zips star, Jojo Natson. I think he's really the odd man out tonight. Probably. But JoJo's got a bank account. He's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's rehabbing an ACL, but he could catch on somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm, JoJo's cool. Mike Prefer likes him a lot. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Sports is going to be worked into a return man because he didn't do it at Auburn. But he told us on the Zoom that he – did it in high school and would be eager. 
Indeed he did. And All right, I got to go bake my pizza, guys. <laughs> That's your sauce for me. I'm going to sleep. You can't, George. They have uh, uh, three picks within 23 uh, tomorrow, and they're fifth uh, on the clock tomorrow. So just uh, stay up, big guy. Yeah. Um, I won't be on anything before 11.45 a.m. tomorrow. All right. Send us to the oven. You got to put the pizza in. <laughs> All right, guys. Sleep well. See you all tomorrow. Mm -hmm.